So hi, well, the Good Noise Podcast here with Dakota from Worth the Wait. We're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start. So what inspired the creation of the band, and what does the band name mean? Um, I always wanted to play music ever since I was a kid. Um, like, when I was younger, I uh, what, it's a really weird transition how I got into, like, metal music. Because it started with, like, Slipknot, but somehow turned into the used. But <laughs> That's usually how it works. You know, it's like you hear like duality one time and then you're like, wait, this exists and then you hear like other shit like along the way. Excuse my language, am I allowed to yeah, use good. profanity? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can use the profanity. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure. Um but yeah, so uh I would like scream to songs in my bedroom and um yeah, my, my parents hated it. Um, so they bought me a keyboard, you know, they're like, learn some piano songs. So I got into Beethoven, you know, for a while, uh, you know, some other classical artists and that just, it wasn't doing it. I like the elements in the songs, but like overall, like that's not what I wanted to do. And so I tried to like make a bunch of bands growing up when I was like nine, 10, 11, 12. You know, like in school with your friends, you know, your buddy's got a guitar and, you know, he can play like smoke on the water. You know, <laughs> like, that's good enough for me. Exactly. Right. You can build a band on this. You know, he, uh, he can, he can, he can do the thing and, uh, he, he's got, he's got that amp. <laughs> like, that's, that's what we need. You know, I grew up poor. So if anybody had anything that was great. You know, I would come all along my stuff like secondhand. Like I see something at a yard sale, and I'm like, "Let's get it." Mm-hmm. And then my dad bought me a guitar, uh, like this weird Randy Rhodes guitar. Like it was, it was a Triumph, which is a classic guitar brand with like the hollow bodies. But this was a V, and it's weird. I could never find it online. And the guy was like, "It's Randy Rhodes guitar." Anyway, so time passes, and I'm with my friend, and. Uh, he likes we like the same kind of music he moves in with me i was like 15 at the time i had to convince my mom to let him stay with us and all that and so we're like talking and stuff and we tried starting a band and uh it was called if all else fails and uh because that's what we wanted to do ultimately was like something with music and because we were just obsessed with it the scene like warp tour all that um and then some things happened and it didn't work out. We'd be like, let's write a song because we need to. And I was like band dad, but I was the youngest member. So it didn't make any sense. Um, and we'd end up just getting high, you know, at band practice is what we'd call it. And nothing would ever come of anything. And so we're like, okay, something needs to change. And we were at a live fest in like 2010, 2011, no, it was 2010. Yeah, because we went to work tour together in 09. And um, then we're like, yo, we should start a band. And he's like, what do you want to call it? I'm like, worth the wait. We put like so much time and energy into it already. You know, we had our MySpace page, you know, we had our layout. And I'm like, we should really do this. We got all these fans waiting for these songs that don't happen, you know, but we were kids. And. We, we took a little poll and asked people because it was going to be worth the waiting, you know, to give them something. Like, mm-hmm. if all else fails, so I guess it was worth the wait. Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> it was just, 
it were it rolled off the tongue better, just worth the wait. Yeah. It was just easy to say, easy on the mouth, but then a lot of people go, What the what? And I'm like, Worth the wait. It's just it's, it's you know, there's a lot of verb the noun bands at the time. So like if you know what I mean, there's like bless the fall, escape mm. the fate. Yeah. You know, verb the noun, you yeah. know, yeah. It was just worth the wait. Yeah. I wound up and listening that's how it started yeah yeah it's funny that you brought up like myspace because i went through and like listened to your entire discography and stumbled across the 2012 ep and i was like oh my god this is like pinnacle you'd find yeah. this on like the depths of myspace at like 2 a.m yeah <laughs> we recorded our first demo with landon tours from the plot new and in finley ohio 130 dollars i think it took us six hours and <laughs> It was so bad. Like, oh. went in there with an idea, and we're like, fuck yeah, dude, this is going to be sick, you know? Yeah. And we were kids. <laughs> and, like, you know, I think I literally was wearing, like, an Attack Attack shirt. <laughs> I was just in there. I'm like, dude, this is it right here. And he knew the guys in Attack Attack because they all, like, grew up together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, like so we're like, yeah, man. Too. I'm like, right. And I'm like, well how's the song sound to you? He's like, sounds like escape the fate. And I'm like, Hey, it's kind of what I was going for. But it was, it was, it was a mess, man. Like there were things that didn't make it in that we're supposed to, Hey, throw this in there. Like when the vocals come in, there's no symbols. There's supposed to be symbols. So when we re-recorded it, which is what you heard Mm -hmm. on our first EP, um, on the diary of Willie James, it was originally called On the Fifth Day because we wrote it and recorded it within five days, like and had it mix and master. And that's what we got. It was yeah. so I just called it On the Fifth Day, yeah. you know. And there's some crazy singing in it. I was a big fan of Craig Owens at the time, you know, and like shit like that. And I'm like, I want to have like the highest singing voice, like no balls, but I want to be able to like scream a lot of shit, you know, and eventually work on my lows and just like you know just be that versatile and it just wasn't the mood like at all like i don't know why i did that and you know like chiodos was just so good and then drugs happened like recently after and uh at that moment in time and it was just like i don't know and i was inspired by it and i'm like it was so hard to write singing to it. Our guitarist was a big fan of Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. Like, he had, like, a kickstart my heart tattoo on his arm. And, like, that was his favorite band. And, like, so if you listen to that song, there's a lot of, like, influence from, like, that just 80s metal, like, mm-hmm. hair metal. like, And it changed throughout the times because we had a different guitarist on every single song on that EP. <laughs> like... <laughs> what (laughs) (laughs) yeah like and we we re-recorded songs on the ep the the first well diary willie james was the first one that we had and our ex-guitarist originally wrote it well one of them they're all ex-guitarists now um and then we had our bassist slash guitarist at the time come in and re-record it for the ep uh we recorded at capitol house studios in columbus with nick ingram and uh yeah, he he tracked the guitars for that, and they changed the solo up a little bit, made it funner, more more vibey, not just shredding. Mm-hmm. And then the song after that, we had a different guitarist, and he was like a big fan of like black metal, 
well not black metal but like grindcore type stuff like okay. that and so like that was realize realize our real monsters and i actually wrote that song lyrically for my wife now my girlfriend at the time it's like a birthday present and like yeah and but uh if you listen to that song people compared it to an as blood runs black song They're like oh this is from that and i'm like dude we wrote this at the studio i don't know and like i don't listen to that shit like i'm not a fan of that band i don't know anything about their shit i like doing the song it was a fun song it was fun to play live but it was kind of like on a weird heavy ballad side i mean it gave me like the devil wears prada vibes Mm -hmm. but whatever and uh then the second amendment ain't about duck hunting we recorded that with kevin lankford and sod ahmed in columbus ohio and Kevin wrote a lot of the guitar parts because what we showed up with was just like generic riffs. Mm-hmm. It was just like, just it, you know, I like it when somebody changes my shit and makes it sound better. Like yeah. if I don't know it sounds bad, then I'm going to be like, please. And um, yeah, and then, so he co-wrote that song, I would say, but we kept a lot of the main riffs and a lot of the breakdowns, the breakdown at the end we wrote and everything's good. And same with the the bridge and the verse and even a lot of the chorus. Uh, he added the lead though, and that made it really cool. Um, and then Scotty does the blow. We wrote with Sode in his studio in Columbus at a different time. He's from the Crimson Armada. I don't know if you remember that band or not. Uh, Gloria, you're gonna wanna move your mic closer. Skype is. Ah, uh, Skype. <laughs> it sounds familiar to me. That's all I was saying. Yeah, he had another project after the Crimson Armada come out called The Holy Guile, and it was just like balls to the walls, like heavy. They had songs called like Fap Fap and shit like that, and the album was called Fuck Shit Up, I think. It was just FSU, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And um, like it was, it was really fun. Like the music was, and I think that's what he was going for with it too. And he's written like indie stuff and like pop stuff even now it's crazy i haven't talked to him in a while though but he helped a lot with sky does the blow if you listen to the intro of it uh they did a song levi benton from miss may i on their album convictions the crimson armada and the intros are kind of similar and if you listen to the verse everybody's like dude that's definitely a miss may i song because it sounds like uh masses of a dying breed and when i wrote the lyrics to it and the vocals when i came in was just the wah like we all lapped so hard there's actually like the audio somewhere on my computer in my emails of just us laughing at like and we left it in the song at the end and it's just like i knew you were gonna do it i knew you were gonna do it but it was a fun time in the studio yeah. and um then the last one your mom's a pawn star uh the song title came about in my kitchen late night on the phone. And I was just like, hey, what are you doing watching Pawn Stars? Your mom's a Pawn Star. Like, <laughs> just like, you know. And, uh, yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, we, we wrote a lot of that song. Like, we had a lot of that written when we went in. That was the one that we were planning to record. Um, and then we we completely overture was uh another guitarist he wrote that song straight up like the whole thing and there's a sick breakdown that song that i'd love to reuse um the arc my other guitarist after that who we have now joe 
Um, me and him wrote that in my living room. Uh, yeah, he wrote all the guitar parts there, and he's written most of the guitar parts almost all since then. Like now we're at a point where we kind of like bounce back and forth like ideas and if i'm like you should change this change it and then he changes it and then i'm like sounds better or i'll send like a changed version of like and you know record it on my end send it to him i'm like what about something like this and then he'll perfect it mm-hmm. and send it back to me because i don't play guitar like you know but i can i can make ideas happen yeah 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 that's a little history lesson on all that yeah different guitarists yeah. I just respect that you guys kept the EP on Spotify like you didn't just take it down <laughs> we just re-uploaded that last uh, right before we released Slander uh, when we decided to make a comeback we're like you know what let's put up all the old jams you know just so people have them I even made art for Overture because that was never even online mm-hmm. and so and what's crazy is when we did the re-upload it kept all the previous plays from when it used to be on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's cool. But yeah. yeah. I just respect that you didn't like try to hide that part of the band because I, I, I love that stuff. <laughs> but it's like, I, I don't want to go on MySpace to find it. So when it's on Spotify and I can go listen to like, in the nicest way possible, questionably good metalcore from the early 2000s. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm all here for it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, we we questioned ourselves when we re-uploaded it. Um, <laughs> I was talking to Joe, and I'm like, should should we throw it up? Do we want people to know about this? And he's like, dude, give them something. Give them. I'm like, oh, someone's gonna like yeah. it. <laughs> so that's why we literally put like I think it says uh, remembrance. Um, it might say re-upload. I think it says something else re-release that's what it says mm-hmm. and because i just wanted people to know that like we did not just write that <laughs> <laughs> that did not just come out yesterday <laughs> you know i mean if like, it did like so be it i mean that'd be pretty that'd be pretty cool but yeah i go on there it's like you guys have 12 songs three of the songs are invisible like you can't you can see the titles and the art, but you can't click on anything. Mm-hmm. But I've managed to go in there and heart them anyway. And like so whenever I go to my profile, it's like you have twelve songs and then you cause and I'm like, How? <laughs> like we have two. Like don't don't <laughs> lie. Exactly. Like, and uh because I try to not to acknowledge those moments, but you know, I just wanna let people know like how far we've come mm-hmm. in in a way. And like <laughs> it's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Like I try to explain to people, like, oh, how long have you been doing this? And when you say like twelve years and you're still nowhere, it's yeah. like, okay, maybe you should quit. Like <laughs> it's like I quit three times now. Like I can't quit and <laughs> I've already quit three times. Oh my God. Third time's a charm, fourth time, whatever right. you're on. <laughs> So you're like Dennis Rodman in that movie Double Team, and he like kisses the skull. He's like, yeah, baby, third time's a charm. Loads, <laughs> but yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, um, so your most recent stuff, you just released a new single. Congrats on that, uh, Blackwater. How do you feel about the response to it so far? Great. We've had we got like seventeen thousand streams on that As song. As you should. Already. Yeah. And like it's been up for like two days. 
And I was mm-hmm. like, holy shit. And it's been great, though. We we made it on Spotify editorial playlist, which is like, oh, wow. that's never happened to me. Yeah, yeah that's big. Like, it's not common for a lot of people, too. And so you can catch us on the New Blood playlist. We're on there. Yeah. And, um, huh? I, I just said, yep, that was it. it was, oh. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, we're on the New Blood playlist. We're, we're on a whole lot of like big ones, like Scene Daddy. I don't know if you guys follow them or not. They got like some fire memes, though. We like, their shit's hilarious. And we're on their playlists. Uh, Metalcore Legends. We're on, um, like so many. Uh, Jesse Lee, I don't know if you guys know about him. He's like a popular TikToker, but we're on all his playlists. Well, the ones that are relevant to us. Yeah. Um, we're on the Young and Aspiring Union core playlist, which that page is funny. They post a lot of like really nostalgic music videos. They're actually doing a premiere of ours here in like a day. They're supposed to at 2 p.m. today, but I don't know if it made it. Um, but yeah, and like, yeah, it's definitely getting a lot better response, I think, than even Slander that we released like five months ago. And that's really cool. We're pushing it as hard as we can now. Like, we've invested in this a lot more than the last release. With the last release, we just wanted to see, like, can we make a comeback? Do people still care? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we got, like, a really good response from that. And we're like, you know what? Maybe we should actually really put a lot into it. And, like, I... Me and my guitarist, we produce and engineer everything ourselves in-house, like in my home, in his home. And um, so we don't go to any producers or any studios or audio engineers or anything. I do all the audio engineering here and producing. And um, so I... I've developed a lot of skills from the first release to the second, like the yeah. last to now, like it's like night and day. I'll, I'll be listening to the songs in like my SoundCloud and like where you can listen to like the true sound. It doesn't do anything to it. Now, like Spotify and Apple music and stuff, they, they have like a little mastering thing to make all the songs sound similar volumes, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, but like it takes away a lot of elements in a way, yeah. but I'll be listening to it and like, It'll just go from Blackwater to Slander, and I'm, like, needing to turn up my phone volume. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, this song is just not as big as the second one, you know? But yeah. I guess it just goes to show, like, how much, like, we've grown already in just, like, four or five months just, like, working at it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. All right. Growth. That's good. Uh, so what was your writing process like for this track? It was long. I mean, it was quicker, I think, eh, than Slander, but it was still definitely long. Um, We, I told Joe, well, we talked and I'm like, yo, need to write a new song. You know, it's Mm -hmm. been a couple months. I want to, I want to put on another song. And he agreed. And we're like, okay. And one day, a couple of days go by and then he sends me a track with some drums and uh, I'm like, Oh yeah, this is really cool. And uh, it was a little heavy. And I'm like, is this what you want to do right now? He's like, well, I kind of like it, but I kind of don't. And I'm like, okay, I feel the same. And then some time goes by like another day or two. And then he sends me the basic drums with the guitar riff, the lead riff that you hear in the song. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, and I, I heard that and I'm like, yes, everything about this. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. This is what we need to continue working on. And after that, uh, he, uh, we had like kind of conflicting schedules. He was working second shift. So he would get off work at like 1130 at night. And that's usually when I go to bed and he would be up until like four in the morning and then wake up at two 30 before work at three. And, oh my you God. know, so we just didn't really have a lot of time to like communicate. And I'd be trying to get my messages into him by like two 30 when he's getting up and getting ready for work and all that. And he's hitting me up at like during his work saying, Hey, Hey, you know, and, um, I'd be like trying to call him while he's, you know, working and it's, he doesn't work there anymore though. So things opened up a lot mm-hmm. and, um, but we would, we bounced ideas back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, you know, we're writing and he sends stuff to me. I'm sending stuff to him. And uh, I was adding like synths and things like that into it. And I'm like, yo. And I'm like, what if we put the lead in front of the lead for the verse, mm-hmm. but made it a synth? Like took the guitar yeah. out, made it do the same thing, but with like a cool synth. And yeah. it sounded fantastic. And I'm like, fuck yes. And and that the song wrote itself in a really strange way and that's never happened to us it's usually us being super hypercritical of like every dumb note it's like should it go like or like like there's nothing different but like there's something there yeah i should take that note out of there you know it's just we're both like like autistic when it comes to that and He's just like every little critical thing we're zooming in, you know, on the transients that are like this big to where the whole song is just dots on a wave, you know, waveforms anymore, man. (laughs) People care about this. People care. They're going to hear it. They're going to hate it. Unless I cut this one little thing out. Then they're going to. A little millisecond right there. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And I was, uh, when I was working on the mix, um i rendered down the drums and everything we bounced down all the drums and uh i was was mixing it and i'm like why does it sound so muddy and there was like a flub after the drums because they weren't gated properly when i bounced them down and i went in and cut off the tail of every kick in the entire song that took me like three and a half hours of just like pop pop you know and then curve it and like <laughs> it, the writing process all in all we probably spent like a month on the song like mm-hmm. back and forth until it was finished maybe yeah. longer and um it gets hard knowing when it's finished because mm-hmm. like you're a perfectionist it's just like is it done i think no you know you'll walk away and come back and then you're like this sticks out to me i don't like it let's change it or like i'll i'll spend like hours mixing it and then i'll come back with fresh ears and be like this sounds like trash let's redo it and i actually mm-hmm. did that on this song thank god i did but like cuz i'll just keep t- turning knobs panning things differently and trying to get a different result when there's nothing else that can happen <laughs> like mm-hmm. And then you just overdo it and then it just sounds like garbage and then you got to restart. Yeah. And he told me, oh, it's fine. Sounds great. Sounds cool. Should we post it? And I'm like, 
no. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just back and forth, a lot of it. And but we finally got it. And I gave her I, I gave ourselves a deadline and we pushed and pushed. And I'm like, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like after everything's recorded, there's only so much he can do on the track. I mean, he would come over and we would sit in front of the computer for hours and like just like, you know, he would edit the drums and like, you know, just symbol placement, you know, and like other things like, oh, there should be a crash right here and a China right here, mm-hmm. you know, a little splash. And it's like almost inaudible. But, you know, we feel like those elements help. But it's probably it's probably changes nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of how the writing process for this went. Now, lyrically, we were like, oh, actually, the whole song, really, we just wanted to write like a fun metalcore song, like. Mm-hmm. Like now you listen to like metalcore bands and it's like all like sad. Like, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's sad times and like that, but like, there's just not enough fun in it. Like you can't hear like the energy, like the, just the, the positive vibes. And there's a couple of lines in the song that are really dark mm-hmm. and some parts that sound really angry, but yeah. like overall, it's just got like an upbeat vibe to it. And um, it's just about getting fucked up too yeah. fucked up. And like, um, we're just like, what could we do? We wanted it to be bouncy. We wanted it to be fun. We wanted it to be fast and hit hard. Mm-hmm. Um, just because everything coming out now is like just so down and dark. It's like, uh, like Wage War, Architects, even Bring With the Horizon. They inspired a lot of parts. Uh, mm-hmm. Their new sound. And like, I didn't even hear that till after most of the song was written. And I'm like, dude, that's sick. That means, like, whenever their shit comes out, like, whenever it came out, I'm like, this is going to be good for us. Like, because mm-hmm. we thought, okay, maybe people aren't going to like our song because it's yeah. too out way. Mm-hmm. And, like, when yeah. they brought that shit back, I was, like, so stoked. And I'm like, oh, my God, thank God, like, somebody's doing something cool about it, you know? And then yeah. I was like, man, we're going to face backlash in some way. Someone's going to be like, oh, you, you did that because Bring Me the Horizon did that. And I'm like, dude, this song is literally <laughs> album came out dude we're just a small like i don't know what you want from me (laughs) but yeah i have the time stamps i have the dates on my computer when it was finished oh my god yeah before it even came out before it was even a thought yeah bring me the horizon hacked your computer and was like this is what we want the easy to sound like Mm mm-hmm I mean, no, they had like Parasite Eve, and that that had some inspiration in in the in the new song. Um, I mean, but then again, like so did like fucking Popular Monster by Falling in Reverse. Okay, like, but that song's a banger. Say what you want about Falling in Reverse, <laughs> that song is a banger. Dude, that song is a banger, and I will like stand there all day, and I'm like, dude, that is their best song. Like, you can't. Yeah. Like every new song that like comes out, and I'm like, okay, well that's their best song now. Okay, well that's their best song now. And like I've listened to Popular Monster, I don't know how many fucking times, and I'm like, I'll put it on, I'll put it on when I'm cleaning, and I'm just like into it, and I stop and just end up watching the video, and I'm like, it's a good song. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. I used to manage Falling Reverse's social media before what? like any like it was even when before Ronnie got out of prison, and mm-hmm. like I was like. 16 <laughs> it's like when all well it started when i was like 14 and i was on myspace one night real late and mm-hmm. i see like this myspace page commenting on people's profiles and it's like in the name it's like from behind these walls in parentheses ronnie radke's new band 
And then I'm mm-hmm. like, this can't be real. You know, yeah. I was like a super fan. And like Dying is Lace Fashion was like my favorite album. And so I add them and I don't message them. I mm-hmm. made a MySpace layout for them that was like fucking sick. It was big as fuck. Mm-hmm. I even have a YouTube video, like what it was going to be like and all that. That yeah. was when like I leaked their first demo with Nick oh. and Get Scared. And like, oh. yeah, I called it The Departure. And then they ended up using that title in their Coming Home album, which was like so crazy. And I'm like, okay. And, um, but yeah, uh, all that happened. Weird times. And I ended up talking to Nason for like two, three years. And I talked to Ronnie when he was in prison, when I was a kid. And like, it was just like all this crazy shit. And he's like, oh, I'm going to send you this box of letters, mail them all back to these people. Uh-huh. Like it's so nostalgic talking about it. Yeah. Like it's almost like, uh But yeah, it's just it was crazy. And I remember mm-hmm. when he ran the name Falling in Reverse by me because there was a band called Behind These Walls and they're like, yo, we have to change the name because this other uh-huh. band and I was like off put by Falling in Reverse at first. Mm-hmm. And then I thought Falling Up by Shell Silverstein is like Okay, I see it. And yeah. like it stuck. It obviously worked. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> and uh, definitely worked for them. And shortly after Ronnie got out, Epitaph's like, yo, we need all the logins. Like I made their Facebook and their Twitter. That's why, like, if you look at their shit, it says fur official. All of our mm-hmm. stuff is WTW official. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I was running both at the same time. And yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So but, you are yeah. the one that was like made the accounts and everything. And yeah. Yeah. And like, <laughs> right. And and it was like a couple, just like a couple months ago. I, I was talking about it on a uh, Ronnie Racky's Twitch stream, and I'm um, like, somebody was saying something, and I was just like, yeah, you know, how you been, whatever. And people were talking. They had some. They were just asking questions in the chat, and I responded to a couple people. And then he ended up like banning me. He's like, uh- yeah, I'd like to talk. And I'm like, dude, I don't. You guest listed me at your show. Like I was on your tour bus. Like yeah. you told me, don't drink a Mountain Dew. Eat, take your vitamins. I'm like, <laughs> and then he's like, "No, get off my stream." Bro. Right? He's he's an he's an interesting man, mm-hmm. honestly. Definitely. What? Okay, go tell your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. No worries. We like when we're interrupted by kids or pets, either yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and like it was just wild. Like what happened was we had a falling out because I was up late one night drinking and shit, and I was like sixteen or something. Helping my cousin put up drywall at like one in the morning, and I got a call from Nason, and he's like, "Yo, man, this is after he they like, you know, he was out of the band after they mm-hmm. went to the studio. Like he had like a drinking problem, and it just wasn't gonna work." And Ronnie was like, yeah, sorry, things can't work. And then it was just Ronnie, Derek, and then they got that uh, Micah, Mika Haruchi, that one bass player. He's in uh, the uh, video for uh, Heard in Nagapama. Uh, their, their main one, uh, The Drug of Me Is You. Is that the name of the song? Oh, yeah, 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 that's the song. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, and, yeah, and anyway, he called me. And he's like, yo, man, do you have Ronnie's number? And I'm like, yeah. And, um, 
And he's like, yeah, you know, it'd be really cool if I get it. You know, I just want to apologize to him and, like, you know, let him know, like, I didn't really mean, like, to end anything on bad blood and all that. And I'm like, dude, you can't, you can't, you can't be lying to me right now. And uh, so I naively gave him his number and he called him and I don't know what was said, but Ronnie texted me like, I don't know, like an hour later. And this is at like two in the morning now, but Mm -hmm. that's, they were on like California time or Vegas time, wherever. And so that's like three hours before. So that's probably only like 11 midnight. And he's like, did you give Nason my number? And I'm like, yeah, because I'm not going to lie and be like, no. And um, yeah, after that, he just, yeah, that was it. That was the end of it. <laughs> wow, it was that crazy. was a roller coaster. Yeah, and I'm like, damn it. Like, I felt dumb. Like, I felt like I was played. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was just, it sucked. Because, yeah. like, it's just like, you know, that's somebody I looked up to a lot and shit like that. It was just, just crazy. But, yeah. All right. That is <laughs> wow. very interesting. All right. Um, back you to- can actually go on my Facebook. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, but no, I literally screenshot, like, statuses that I posted from their Facebook tagging me. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was looking for a guitarist for my own band. And, like, I made it my cover photo, like, shit, like, two weeks ago. And people were like, no way. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, people are like, dude, this not true. And I'm like, no, no, it was it was yeah. like that. Like, I even made Ronnie's email, and my Yahoo email is still the backup email. Like, wow. it's dumb shit like that. Like, it's, it's wild. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, well, was- <laughs> And now cool. he fucking hates you, so. No. Well. <laughs> Well, he banned him from his stream, but granted, he bans everybody from his stream. So he does ban everybody dick, from his so. stream. Like, I even subbed. Like, it, was, yeah. it wasn't even like a thing. Yeah. I was like... You weren't trying to start shit. He was just like, fuck you. No. And I yeah, don't get that. Like, I get, like, maybe some people don't like talking about their past and stuff like that. Maybe I was doing that, and I was like, you know, oh, yeah, because I was talking about Nason and shit like that. And I'm sure a lot of people said there's a lot of hearsay about those situations but like he could have just like fucking asked me a question like yeah like dude you like guest listed me to your show like i designed a ton of shit for you guys and ran their socials yeah yeah like i made their first logos and shit like that i ran up a phone bill like 98 dollars talking to jackie in the uk like it was just like crazy shit like that yeah and you know my mom was like what's this phone bill all about and i'm like i don't know I don't know. I was talking to people, uh-huh. Mom. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Important and like, stuff you wouldn't understand. <laughs> and, like, when they came out, there was a couple melodies and things that I heard, like, in Escape the Fate songs that were, like, off this war's hours and stuff. And, um, like, I was going to say Red Alert, but they changed that to Good Girls, Bad Guys. Um, that was, it sounds just like... Uh, creeping my way out so you can see me. I'm crawling my way around a thousand cities. I forget that song by Escape the Fate. I just remember that line and like the melody to it. And there's a lot of things that Ronnie wrote with that band and that they just kind of used on that album, but it just didn't work yeah. in my opinion. Okay. Like, it just was a really weird fit. Mm-hmm. And like, then he told me he wanted their MySpace layout to be like the anatomy of an airplane for falling in reverse. And then Escape the Fate had the whole airways theme. And I'm like, you don't want to do that because they're doing the plane thing right now. Yeah. Like, you know, for uh, 10 miles wide just mm-hmm. came out. 
and like it's just crazy but yeah let's move on talking too much about that. it's okay um so as you said like back to your song your new song uh, black water this one yeah. should be like super super fast off the top of your head i want you to describe this single in three words for new listeners too fucked up okay that was quick that was really quick that's good that's good um so is the single leading up to anything new what's in store for uh, worth the wait um there's there's new music coming okay. we're already writing new stuff and working on new stuff um we think we're going to do we're not going to do an ep or an album for a while um it's probably gonna be another single or two and uh we were talking about doing like a like a hidden tapes type uh type of ep about like old songs we had so many songs recorded from between before the arc and before the re- most recent single that like we've demoed out and did nothing with yeah. because every time we get to work on it we're like you know what this isn't even cool anymore like it just doesn't fit the era like yeah. it doesn't fit music and um like there's just so many things where we could do like the lost tapes and just like just have an ep of like all this nonsense um i think uh, a couple bands have done it but we want to make it good though so we would probably re-record the songs and actually add vocals and things like that but that's something that we're talking about right now okay. um we don't plan on playing any shows we're still talking about adding extra members because right now we're just a duo Mm-hmm. just two members on everything and like it would be cool just to keep it that way like it just makes things easier all in all mm-hmm. like you only have to compromise with one person you know if if there's something that doesn't fit or make sense you know and like if you have an issue it's not like it, but we agree on almost everything like there's yeah. nothing that we're just like arguing over like oh no we should do this no we should do this it's usually a pretty simple okay and you know as opposed to having four other people to go to and present them with something and and nobody like like it right and then you know that like i don't uh, believe it or not there's clicks within bands even like small bands locally and like two members will like be like you know they'll they'll be steadfast on everything that they do and they'll agree with each other on everything and then another two members will be the same way but then they disagree completely and mm-hmm. it's almost like political in a way there'll be like two parties and like they you just can't come to a compromise and that leaves a lot of room for just like shit talking and like just like they'll go and hang out with a group of people and then they'll talk shit on like, you know, their own like band, things like that. It's even weird saying like the word band anymore. It almost sounds juvenile, you know, getting into it. I mean, we were trying to come up with another word for it, like collective, you know, like we're a a metalcore collective. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're trying to start the new wave. Yeah. Right. And I said that to somebody and they didn't understand what I was saying. And I'm just like, I'm in a band. (laughs) Yeah, that lame thing called a band. Mm -hmm. Right, right. You don't want to say that. Almost like, I mean, although like it's what's strange is like rap groups do it. Like they'll consider like themselves a band, and like I guess they're like more of of, like a band of people rather Mm -hmm. than an actual drum, bass, guitar deal. And 
which is completely fine. But when you say it for so long, you're saying the same thing 10 years ago. You're like, yeah, I'm in a band. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, what do you do? And I was like, I do everything. It's like, okay. <laughs> it's just not, it just, it doesn't, you can't make it sound cool to people that are like, yeah, I don't, I don't talk to guys in bands or like, just like things like that. Just like weird shit. Mm-hmm. Like with dudes like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You guys do like covers. It's like, <laughs> no, 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 we write our own shit. It's crazy. Yeah, originals actually. Like, yeah. It's like, oh yeah. You guys frequent that bar. You guys play a lot of shows out there. It's like, no. I like to, I want to have a, like a strong base before we start playing a lot of shows again. Cause like previously before we disbanded, um, after, uh, remembrance came out, we played like 200 shows, like something like that. Even played like work tour and stuff. And like, we played shows where we made like $11, like $10, $9. And it's like, it fluctuates. But, like, I just remember one show where we made literally $11, and it just sticks out to me more than the others. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, okay, how do we divide this for gas money? You know, okay, you get $2, you get $3. Yeah. Who has the biggest car? Who's hauling the most gear? Okay, mm-hmm. the, you get the five. And I guess Aww. I'll take this. This will get me to the corner. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, shit like that. And it just didn't work. And, like we would put all the money mostly back into the band. That was our main thing. Like we treated it like a business that way. We didn't get paid until we had something to pay us. So like we played a show and made $250, which has happened. Uh, That show was with like Mazda flames Mm -hmm. back in the day when they had their first, they just released GNF. It was before when we don't exist comes out, but they played GNF for the first time at that show. And uh, it was really cool. And like we used that money to buy merch you know and other things that we had to just replenish and um but then we'd have shows where we made like 50 bucks and one of the members is like well i need 30 for gas and then i'm like nobody needs 30 for gas but um okay you know like shit like that it's just you you didn't want to hear about it it was like one of those things where like you're just like i don't want to deal with this take it just go (laughs) like there's no way like regardless of what you're driving gas was more expensive then i will give it that it was like up into three dollar and some change um but it wasn't like like you know like too insane like thirty dollars we we were playing a show like 35 45 minutes from his house like it's not like it was that far away i mean you're you're talking like a dollar a mile yeah (laughs) (laughs) It was just, it was just wild, but yeah, I mean, sometimes those things happen, but when you only have two people and you can come on like a cohesive agreement, like, you know, oh, we sold a tank top, 20 bucks, here's 10 bucks. Like, I'll keep 10, you take 10. We have nothing to buy. Everything's online. And, you know, it's just stuff like that. And we trust each other enough not to just dick each other over. I mean, it's easier to trust one other person that you know you're grown adults you're you you share the same emails for everything you can go in and read the same thing that the other person read mm-hmm. you know yeah and yeah as opposed to being teenagers that are like yeah let's go blaze bro and uh, i need 30 for gas by the way <laughs> so totally. you know what it is bro like, yeah. <laughs> it's just wild man <laughs> crazy times uh but yeah 
before. <laughs> Sorry, my guinea pig is squeaking. Um, but you guys did kind of take a break. You fell off the earth for a little bit. Why did you choose to do that, and what made you come back? Um, with that, it was like, it was a lot of things. When we wrote the arc and released it, like, my firstborn was just born, and I wrote the song about him, actually. His name's Noah, so I just call it the arc. I'm like, fuck it. And um, it's not religious at all. I'm not religious at all. It was just a cool name. And, um, like, with it, though, like, having children in general, there's a lot of responsibilities. It's not just, like, a walk in the park and, like, everything's great, yeah. you know? And uh, at the time, like, you know, we were young and nobody wants to be like, oh, sorry, you know, I don't want to come over to your house while you're trying to deal with your kids and, you know, cook dinner and all that and hope that I can get enough energy out of you to write a song. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how Joe felt about it, but, uh, you know, it, it makes things difficult because it's like, yo, you want to meet up tonight? And I'm like, I can't. I just got off work. Um, at that time, I was working nights. And, like, so there just wasn't a lot of time to do it just because of how many responsibilities you have and take on. So you're trying to balance, like, work in life when you know just entering adulthood on its own it's just hard and especially like having kids and i'm not gonna say it's easy because it's definitely not and so a couple years later joe had some personal issues happen in his life uh that kind of it wasn't even a few years later i think it was only a year and he he had like a lot of hard stuff to deal with and all of that and I wasn't going to put anything on him to do anything because of that. There were some times where we got together and wrote some cool songs. And then my laptop crashed and burned up in my sleep. And we lost everything. All we had was, like, email demos that we had sent to each other previously. But, like, he was living with me at the time. And uh, he stayed up all night, like, writing all the drums to this track. And it was awesome. And I never even got to hear it, and my laptop crashed, and we lost everything that we were working on. And we're like, you know what? Let's take another break. And um, uh, he was still dealing with a lot of the personal issues in his life, and I then had another son, uh, my second. And so I'm like, you know what? It's not the right time. Um, let's just let's just you know wait it out. You know, let's just give it time and see what happens. And so some time passed, um, more time passed, and we went to through time where we didn't talk for like eight months or so. And like, it was just, you know, we just needed time apart in a way. And then we, this year, I lost my job due to COVID and I was unemployed. So I had a lot of time on my hands and he, his hours were cut and he was taking some time off here and there. And we're like, I'm like, hey, do you want to do this? And he's like, well, I sent you that song six months ago. So, yeah. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and we, we took it and we re-recorded re it. <sighs> Man, the original version sounds so jank, but it's the exact same song. And um, yeah, and we re-recorded it. It sounded sick. I wrote the vocals, recorded the vocals in this room. Uh, in my bedroom, in my dining room, in his office, 
like everywhere. Like if I had an idea and like I was moving my computer around at the time and I was just like throw a blanket over my head over my microphone and just scream some lines or sing something. And I'm like, yup, there we go. And that's how we did it. And then some nights I'm like, hey, I'm going to come over to your house and record this verse. He's like, okay. And then we did that. And, uh, but yeah, the song came out pretty solid. That was Slander. And we just, that's, there's just no better time than now with the amount of time that we have on our hands. Like, you know, my kids now are like four and six and they're not babies. So I don't need to make sure that they're not getting into anything Mm -hmm. and things like that. You know, they have like, they play video games, like, you know, like (laughs) it's not the same uh, responsibility level, you know, that's with it. Um, Got a little better handle on things now. But yeah, that's that's kind of what put the pause on all of it. Just uh, is a combination of just like me dealing with like fatherhood and him with like a lot of stuff going on like with his family and his life and things like that. But yeah. Well, uh, now you're back. So where do you see the band in the next five years? Oh, five years. That's too far out. I could die by then. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? I don't want to die either. But I've always had this weird thing where I'm like, yeah, I'm probably not going to live to be 18. So I didn't really plan anything past that. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to live to be like 20. And then I did. And I'm like, damn it, I didn't plan anything past this. And like, I don't know. It was weird. Like, I, 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 was, I thought that way since I was a kid. And I don't know. It was just like, it just prevented me from planning for the future. Like, I don't know. I just was always like anxious and things like that. I always thought something was wrong. And, but now in all good health that I don't have right now. I got really sick back in February. I don't know if anybody else did, <laughs> but, um, you know, my heart issues came back. My mental health is terrible. Um, other than that, um, I see us doing pretty well if we continue the path that we're going on. Like I plan to do a lot within just the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some things that hinder you, from performing well and you depend a lot on social media to get the word out about everything. But when social media is capping you for, you know, whatsoever reason, you know, you got 11,860 followers, you make a post, the reach is like 78. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, why? You know? And it's just like, it didn't used to be like that either, which is crazy. But also, there didn't used to be ads every three posts either. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, I know you have to boost your own posts if you want your own followers to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it, Zuckerberg, you know? Yeah. Uh, fairly odd parents reference there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, but we, we see ourselves going pretty far. We don't plan on stopping at all. Um, we're just going to continue because we don't want to waste this opportunity that we have right now, like at this moment. Because um, we got like, we're working with like a lot of big people. We're talking with like, you know, I'm not, not like big people, but like, you know, they're, they're a little higher up than we are. And we got a lot of people helping us out. You know, we're talking with like a lot of different agencies and companies and things. Um, we haven't shopped anything to labels yet that I know of. Um, but even with that, a part of me is kind of on the fence about it because if we can do everything indie and keep it indie, then we owe nobody else 
like nothing like mm-hmm. you know and someone's like oh we'll give you an advance of this much money and i'm like okay what am i going to pay myself to record my music mm-hmm. and <laughs> you know i might as well just hand it back to you yeah like i have to be in debt over that and then wait for stream sales to pay it off i mean people are out like that's gonna take forever that'll take like, you'll be dead by the time that you finally pay back that money with how spotify is going so yeah, spotify is like <laughs> 500 streams for like two cents now or something it's wow. yeah like our new song well our previous release slander just hit like 110k but last month we actually made a hundred dollars off of spotify that was oh, that was what nice. we just got yeah and wow. um <laughs> right because wow. people ask do you actually make like a lot of money and i'm like not really because the previous two months it was around 60 mm-hmm. and like but it's three months behind you know it's not like right there all the time and so you gotta wait for something you're like wait when the hell did this happen yeah. like what's going on what, what were we doing then okay yeah. let's keep doing that thing yeah. and then you're trying to think and you're looking back and you're like nothing i was doing nothing <laughs> <laughs> Spotify just paid me more. I don't know. They got a little confused. Right. And it actually does go like that. Like, there's a thing called Stream Share, and that's what Spotify uses. And when you sign up and have, a, you know, the artist, Spotify for Artists account and everything, they explain it to you. And it goes based on, like, how many people are listening to Spotify, mm-hmm. like, in general. And then it goes on, like, how many streams your song's getting. And then it goes on how many paid streams your songs are getting, which means uh, people with Spotify accounts. And then it goes based on ad streams, which are people that don't have Spotify accounts. Those are you that are, you know, listening to ads and your music. And it goes based on the revenue they take in from that. And it's just like all this bullshit. And I'm just like, just give me the, the money. Like, I don't know. Give me, your, give me like, whatever you're fucking me over with. Right, right. You know, and like nobody's buying music. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like that's why we don't want to put out like an EP in a way. And or even in a full length because nobody knows us you know we're on such a small scale mm-hmm. like you know we may have like a lot of streams or whatever but in the real world like if we go and book a show locally even which is like our biggest demo is like nobody's gonna come out mm-hmm. i mean especially during COVID season like the fuck you know <laughs> like it's just it's just not worth it yet and the craziest thing is we've made more money now from the previous release of this one than we have the entire time that we've had the band together yeah and like we've never been able to just like go to a gas station somebody likes a tank top you happen to have like two or three of them on you you, you sell them that's 40 bucks and then the next day distro kid tells you oh by the way you made a hundred dollars and then we're like okay let's split it and you know you just yeah like it's like oh 60 bucks whatever however much it was and you know it's just shit like that 70 dollars, whatever and just to have it you know as opposed to like playing shows and then things gotta go five ways and then you know you gotta tip the sound guy or whatever and like and then then you gotta keep the money to go to a studio like we we recorded everything with other people previously to this and like that stuff's like 500 dollars a day yeah you know like it's not cheap at all and like that's why it helps to be able to do it here so yeah <laughs> oh, all right um so for the last couple of questions we're going to shift away from music if that's okay with you yeah that's perfectly fine uh, so i talk a lot it's no it's okay um 
so we're actually going to shift to death row. Okay, you're not going to boom? Okay. Boom! So, if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Make a boom. Thank you. I think I would... My last meal... With the drink. With the drink. Yep. Well, if I eat the sushi, I won't have to worry about, like, mercury poisoning or anything. Exactly. It's your last meal. Yeah. No, I would try to find... Probably, I'd probably be that asshole with, like, the most expensive thing I could find. Mm -hmm. Just to try to spend the state's money, you know? Like, I'm like, you know what? It's gonna kill me. Then, um, we're gonna make this shit fancy. Mm -hmm. Um, uh... I'm trying to think it would be like something crazy like it'd be some sort of like french delicacy like yeah. i'd eat like a bird underneath a napkin you know oh <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> like insane mm-hmm. and like you know i don't want to be like <sighs> that guy that's like i want mashed potatoes and corn on the cob i'm like dude i got enough of that at home man like i don't mm-hmm. need that now yeah. and like i would just try to order like something absolutely bizarre i'm like i need like the 17th parakeet flown through the atlantic on this day um and you better find that fucking bird or like i swear to god dude like it's going down i won't exactly yeah you know i don't know maybe just like that with like a water thing a water water i just drink liquor so i'll be feeling good when i die fucking um i'm trying to think of what liquor i would drink with that man just trying to think of like some expensive for no reason liquor and not like expensive liquor yeah 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 definitely i would say nah i don't know i'm trying to think of what's really pricey if i get tequila there's got to be pricier tequila than patron like this is obvious you say Like, like the most expensive tequila you can find yeah yeah it'd probably be that with that with that bird Okay, yeah. Exactly, yeah. The 13th parakeet. Yeah, that's what it has to be. With sriracha. I need my sriracha, though. Of course. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Freshly made sriracha. Yeah. Yeah. I need, like, people from China to come in. I mean, you know, with the the bird, with the rooster, you know, Mm -hmm. because where's the sriracha come from? It comes from the rooster. You know, that's why it's on the bottle. Exactly. It's got it. That's just how it works. That's exactly how it works. So... He's got to squeeze that rooster real hard. Exactly, just, it'll right come out right. eventually. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, that goddamn sriracha, that, that love sauce right there. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. <laughs> if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? One fictional world. Like, do you mean something that already exists? Uh, like a TV show, a comic book, a book, like Hunger Games, even though I don't think you would want to live there. The yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, bread, pizza. <laughs> That's the entire series. <laughs> like, and they just keep flashbacking to that damn scene. He's like, exactly. We've, we know the like, scene already. Bread. And then he's like, I did. And that was me. That was definitely was me. Like, he was a lot better in Future Man. I fucking love that show. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's I've hilarious. Seen an episode, yeah. But man, watching the Hunger Games—not to get off topic, but like I thought they were just mispronouncing the names. Like what <laughs> names? Like like Katniss pizza. Like oh, Peter. 
They're like, Peter! And I'm oh. thinking, Peter! Like, you know, like... Just... Mm-hmm. You thought they were just messing it all up, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I'm like, wait, no, it's just Peter. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, Peter Pitt, like, <laughs> breaking yeah. bread. Oh, it's actually... <laughs> Jesus, he broke bread, it was Peter. <laughs> oh, I don't... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just put that together. Oh my god! I don't know if that's on purpose or not, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, if I could live in a fictional world, mm-hmm. um, uh, man, I'd probably see. I don't know if I'd want to do it for like pleasure or like cause chaos. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. if I could be in like the Truman Show, mm-hmm. I would just like to fuck everything up. Like, yeah. You know, obviously, like, mm-hmm. but. I watch a lot of like, like American Dad is like my shit. Like I've seen every episode like ten times. Yeah. And like I'll be talking about it to my wife, and I'll be like, "Oh my god, remember that one time when Stan was like, uh And then she'd be like, "And who?" And then I'm like, "Smith." And she's like, "Who?" And I'm like, "American Dad." She's like, "Oh, I thought you were talking about these people like you know them." Oh. It's like... But um, <laughs> yeah um. Fictional world, man, that's a tough question mm-hmm. because I don't usually make big decisions like that. Because mm-hmm. I got a week, though. It's only yeah. a week. Yeah. I could die in a week. I could die in a day. Like, oh. I go to, like, you know, like, <laughs> it's immediately where my brain goes. It's like, you're obviously going to die. Um, it's not the Jurassic world. Yeah. Because like, I'll die there. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, it's not Family Guys, like Spooner Street, because too many people die there, but they come back. Like, they got, like, a resurrection yeah. or something. That's fine. New scene, you're right back. You know, nothing mm-hmm. ever happens. Exactly. But it seems painful. Oh, I know. Bob's Burgers. As you uh, should. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, that seems fun. That seems easygoing. You know, that seems comfortable. There's mm-hmm. nothing too crazy going on. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, like riding the vibe you know it's just out there exactly yeah yep. bob's burgers yeah, good choice yeah, all right yeah yeah that'd be the world right there yeah definitely the bob's burgers universe mm-hmm. yeah. so uh i have the honor of asking the last question every single person we've spoken to has said it's the most important question what is your favorite color blue wonderful that's that's it. That's it. That's the entire <laughs> so, yeah. question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I wear a lot of black. Mm-hmm. Pretty much just everything is typically like that, but like I think like my favorite color would be blue and I don't even use it very often. Yeah, that's fair. Like, Blue's still a very good color. Yeah, like Yeah, I don't know, it always has been in a way. Like I liked the color red when I was a kid, but like it's like times have changed in a way. Like I like blue. Yeah. And it's not for any weird reason or anything. It's just like something I grew to like. And like yeah. I don't know. I own nothing that's blue. It's crazy. Yeah. Like I don't even have a blue shirt. Wow. I, I buy Oreos. Um, that has blue on it. They got a blue wrapper. I'm looking at a lot of things around me right now, and like there's some blue on some things, but like it's like a coffee container. Or, like yeah. You know. My mouse pad is blue, but it's like generic. It's just a mouse pad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, blue. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Black like my soul, oh. but <laughs> you know, 
you know what it is. Yeah. Uh, so as Gloria said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, worth the wait. New single, Blackwater, 2020, 1127, COVID-19, out now. Linktree, worth the wait. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash W-T-W-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. That's that's the link to URL. Wonderful. I forgot to add the H-T-T-P-S. It's... Like, you know, backslash. Yeah. Backslash. Yeah. yeah. W-W-W. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, uh, we, we do... We're filming a music video for the song. It's... Oh. it's yeah, yeah, it's in the works. We have a lyric video for it all, already as well. Um... Yeah, you can check it all out. It's it's everywhere. I uploaded it to Facebook today. Uh, it's on YouTube. Um, all of our music is anywhere where music can be streamed. Uh, it can be listened to. It can be heard. You can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it on iTunes. You can listen on Apple Music. Um, we have merch at worththeweight.threadless.com. Uh, it's kind of like a Printify, Shopify type deal, but they handle all the shipping and printing. Okay. Uh, it usually takes about a week or two to get to you. Um, everything's super cheap if you ask me um, compared to like what other people charge we got like face masks and stuff too oh that's cool yeah um, it says dead inside so which is lyric from slander so yeah if uh, you want to check it out you can uh, I appreciate it all the love that's 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 my plug yeah alright uh, well thank you for sitting down with us this has been Dakota from Worth the Wait and We're the Good Noise Podcast